Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi guys, and welcome back to a, another episode of You Need Therapy Podcast. It's me, Kat, here per usual. Oh man, I'm so excited about this week coming up. If you live in Nashville and you follow me on Instagram, or if you don't live in Nashville, but you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> you probably have seen me posting about this thing called the Skyline Ride, which is a ride we're doing with the studio that I teach for, for Full Ride Cycling on the pedestrian bridge in downtown Nashville. We're doing it on this Saturday. So I'm like all amped up this week because it's just really cool. If you're not a cycling person, like an indoor cycling person, you're probably like, oh, cool. You're working out outside on a bridge. But I'm serious. Indoor cycling, it's like a lifestyle kind of thing. Like you have to experience to understand it. But like this is a big deal. And I'm just, you know, using this moment right here to tell everybody how excited I am, which is cool because... I mean, it's a job. Me teaching cycling is a job, but it's also for me an outlet and just something that gets to be fun for me. And this is really fun. And I, I preach all the time about how it's important for us to have hobbies and it's important for us to have things outside of our lives other than work because yeah, I like my full-time job too. And this is that for me. So I'm just excited about it. I just wanted to let you guys know. If you do live in Nashville and you haven't come taken a class and it's something that you would like to do, message me. We'll get you in a class uh, indoor cycling is just so much fun. Besides that, I am also very excited because this episode of the podcast, and I feel like I say this all the time, but this interview was so fascinating for me. I have John Eldridge on today, and some of you may know who that is. He wrote a book called Wild at Heart, which has been a huge godsend for so many people, men and women. And it's a book that's really centered more um, written for men, but it's also written so then women can understand men too. It's really great. I highly recommend it. We talk about it, so I'm not going to go too much into detail, but they released an expanded edition of this book because of the changes that have happened in the last 20 years. So we talk about that, but this conversation I had with John was centered around the differences that men and the different challenges that men have gone through in the last year and 
it was just fascinating to me because I think some of it's like, oh yeah, duh, I know that. But also just being able to have that conversation and the dialogue back and forth was like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. It's so good. And he was amazing. I would describe him as a gentle, like sweet, very intelligent soul. And I really felt like he was like talking with me. You know, it was a conversation and it wasn't just like an interview. It felt like we were talking together about something and there's passion in both of our voices. And gosh, he's just great. I'm going to stop talking though, because I need you to hear this. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy it and hope you guys are having the week that you need to have so far. And I will see you guys Wednesday or talk to you guys Wednesday. I won't see you, but that'd be cool if I could. Anyway, I'll talk to you Wednesday for Couch Talks. Here's my conversation with John. I'm familiar with Wild at Heart years ago, but you've re-released it and expanded it. So for the people who are not familiar with it, can we start with what that book is, why it's important, why you even set out to create that in the first place, and then why the expansion and why now? So when I wrote Wild at Heart 20 years ago, we were in a state of cultural upheaval around the issues of gender, masculinity, femininity, who are we, what are we designed for, how do we love one another? But since then, the last 20 years, it's gone from chaos to collapse. I mean, gender is a fluid thing. Gender is something that you can move in and out of and in between and and change according to how you're doing and, and what you feel and what you think. And it's really quite heartbreaking because when you have a culture and a group of people so confused about mm-hmm. something as essential as gender, like, wow, like we're, we are questioning the deepest things of our humanity at this point. So there's a phenomenal story behind it, but it's healed the lives of a lot of men and a lot of women and a lot of families. And as we watch the pandemic come through and really trash people, the pandemic's been brutal, folks right? Yes. Especially from, I will say from my experience of my own personal experience, but then I'm watching all my clients go through this. So I have their inner workings and like, I've never seen a collective group of people have so much anxiety consistently for so long. And then everybody's wondering what's wrong with me. And I'm like, nothing is wrong with you. We're in a pandemic. Yeah. We've all just passed through global trauma Mm -hmm. and we're not out of it yet. Mm-hmm. But but when they when you when they take away your normal, take away your normal and keep you in a constant state of uncertainty, you know, what's going to happen next? What are the new regs? When are the vaccines coming out? Will they really work? Is this da, 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 you know, now it's the new variants. Oh yeah. no, you know, there's something coming up from Brazil that's really bad and so they keep you in a state of constant uncertainty, but they've taken away a lot of your normal. You know, you're working at home, you're not working at all, you're working online, da da. da this is traumatizing. And so yes, anxiety, yes, depression, yes, drug, alcohol, abuse have gone way up and and it gets Mm -hmm. worse than that. And we talk about that as we move into the conversation, but we were looking at this last year and wondering what kind of contribution could we make to help people's Mm -hmm. heart and soul. And so the really cool thing I'm stoked about is something that we filmed these beautiful new films last year for men and for women called the wild at heart experience and the captivating experience and it's just it's just an effort it's free it's online it's just an effort to help people recover heart and mm-hmm. and get some inner strength back get some resiliency back because this has been rough on everybody mm-hmm. 
You know, I'm, I'm glad that you even said that of like, because I feel like I say it all the time, especially on this podcast, but the experience of we've we've all been through trauma, even if I didn't lose my job or even if I didn't whatever, because I think that's what we do. That's where we we push ourselves out of that experience and then we don't have a reason to be feeling what we feel. However, everybody's had to make transitions. Everybody's had to shift and change. I'm going to call this a bias. I don't want to know your opinion on it, but my bias is that like, in one way, it might be easier for men to move through this because they generally, doing air quotes, are better at cutting off their emotions. I say that with this like, there's this like underpinning inside of my body saying that's not true because cutting off your emotions isn't always the best way to deal with things and it can create a whole nother slew of problems. And so since I work with mostly women, I sit with them and I sit with a lot of their like they can talk for days about what's going on and they're coming to therapy. They're emailing. I'm getting new client emails every week and all this stuff. And what are men doing? Because generally, from my experience, it's harder to get a man into therapy in the first place. Yep. So that's a long way to ask. Like, yep. What are some of the ways that you've seen throughout this year where men are dealing with this differently than women and then the other way that's not so good yeah yeah no you're right Catherine. those characterizations are true men tend to check out much more easily than women the male capacity to compartmentalize is why men are very effective in emergency situations like you know, most pararescue jumpers are men and and most hostage negotiators are men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, m- most, you know, there's only men in the Navy SEALs, right? Because mm-hmm. guys can do that. They can compartmentalize mm-hmm. in order to get something done. But you're absolutely right to say as a long-term life strategy, that is not helpful. Mm-hmm. And so through the pandemic, um, we work with a lot of men around the world. I've been a therapist for 30 years. And because of that compartmentalization, men began drinking, pornography use went up. And, and I'm really sad to say domestic violence went up during the last year. Uh, and suicide for men went up as well. I think that the pandemic, and, and when we say that, we're not just talking about the germ, we're talking about the global crisis, the economies, the social tensions, the new regulations, all of that, you know, navigating a new world. I think it's been harder on men because they haven't reached out for help and they're not mm-hmm. talking about it. And the normal connecting points for guys, guys do have support systems, most guys do, but it's the gym, it's, it's the Sunday you know, football game, right? It's mm-hmm. going for mountain bike rides. It's going fishing together, right? It's shop talk. Mm-hmm. It's that stuff. Well, most mm-hmm. of that guys couldn't do, right? We told men to do the most emasculating thing in the world. We told them to go home and do nothing. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's crippling. Okay. So, so, yeah. la- so ladies, like if you want to understand, we're going to, we're going to kind of open the hood here and, and look at the soul of okay. men a little bit. Men love to fix things. Mm-hmm. We, we want to feel that we are bringing a competency to the world, that we're not an idiot, that we know how to handle our life or whatever it is, our finances, the car, you know, mm-hmm. the teenage daughter that's going off the rails. We want to feel like we have something to offer. We can make a difference. Okay. And so this is why men fear failure more than they fear anything else in the world. They fear Mm -hmm. failure more than they fear rejection. They fear it more than they fear abandonment because they know in the core of their being, I am here to make a difference. I am here Mm -hmm. to come through. 
And so this is a fascinating thing. You know, most men die after retirement, the, the age of, of death. When men quit their careers, they die. And the reason for that is because my competency is over. My contribution is over. I got, I got nothing now. It's not true, mm -hmm. but you see that. Right. Okay, so that fear of failure thing. The fear of failure is one of the driving fears of the masculine experience. And in the pandemic, what happened, Catherine, was we couldn't fix anything right? We saw the world blowing up, couldn't fix it. We saw people dying, couldn't fix it. We suddenly were home and we can't fix that because we're not allowed to go back to work. Like there's a lot mm -hmm. of anger and, and there is a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of anger in men because I can't fix this. In your experience, have you seen people be able to show that anger or are they showing the anger, but there's something underneath of it? Because you, you talked about domestic violence went up and all this stuff went up. Is that a response to this, let's say, top anger, but there's something underneath that I can't fix it, which really might be fear or shame mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. or what sadness, whatever feeling. But yeah. anger is a feeling that I've experienced or I've really seen as something that is okay for certain people to show because it, it has an, an essence of strong, but sadness and shame is a weak feeling. Yeah. I don't believe that, but that's the generalization. So when you say there's a lot of anger, do you think there's a lot of just true anger or is that a lot of top feelings that there's stuff like a secondary emotion? Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously, we're, we're making broad brushstrokes and it, it right. depends on the guy, right? There are some yeah. guys that are taking the healing journey, pursuing wholeheartedness. They've been able to channel their anger, their fear, their frustration in more healthy directions, right? So it kind of depends on the guy. But for the most part, the guys that haven't, you know, they've never been into counseling, they've never looked at, yeah. you know, their inner life, those are the guys that are blowing up, right? And yeah, yeah exactly. And but one of the fascinating stories as a therapist in this is it actually touches on mother issues. Everybody just has been through, and I'm talking about it like it's over, but it's not over. Uh, I mean, Europe is in a third yeah. wave right now. I've got friends in, yeah. in Germany. I've got friends in Ireland. They're all in full tilt lockdown again. Full tilt, highest level. It, it kind of depends on your, your view of the world. We're not out of this yeah. yet, but I'm referring to the last year because we've all just passed through this collective global experience. And we've all suffered a hundred disappointments right? Mm -hmm. Couldn't hold that wedding that yeah. you wanted to hold, or, or you did hold it, but only immediate family was there, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody had to cancel their vacations, their trips, their summer camps, you know, all those youth camps that got canceled last summer was just so sad mm -hmm. because they does so much good for the kids, right? So on and on it goes, right? Just all these disappointments. When you live with chronic, what I would call serial disappointment, it takes you straight into the deep place of mother. Will I be provided for? Will I have enough? Mm. Right? Those are the core questions that mother answers. You will be provided for and you will have enough. So mm -hmm. if we have what I would call mother desolation in us already, and then you enter in a year of serial disappointment and who knows? I mean, is the economy going to bounce mm -hmm. back? We're not quite sure, yeah. right? Is the world going to bounce back? We're not quite sure. Like, how long will this take? How long do you want to travel internationally? I mean, sorry, not this year, maybe next yeah. year. You know, so it touches on these deeper issues of care and provision. And 
and to get a guy there, man, that's deep water. Like he, 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 it's going to take him a little bit of coaching to get there, to be able to name some of those things. Which when you say that a lot of what I'm hearing is fear, that's all this fear, all this fear, it's all this fear. But I think there's no like science behind this. This is my own just, you know, beliefs based on what I've seen. But I think a lot of what we name as anger turned to rage is really fear turned to rage. Like I'm so scared. And so I'm going to, cause anger can be really great. Anger is wonderful and a wonderful emotion. Rage is the scary part of people think it's anger, but I really think it's fear. So what you're talking about Mm -hmm. is all this stuff bubbling up. I don't know really where it's going or where it's come from. And so then it turns into this uncontrolled expression of, I don't even know what emotion, but I really think that Mm -hmm. is a scared thing, which going back to you saying that like we've asked men to do the scariest thing ever go home and do nothing. Yeah. So for can I ask you personally, how has that affected you? Because you've had to go home too. <laughs> like you're in this yeah. too. Yes. Having to work online, holding clients on, yeah. online and all that. Yeah. Well, let's begin with, I've hated it. I've absolutely yeah. hated it because I love getting out. I love connecting with people. I love things like parties. You know, I love adventure. So it. Mm-hmm. I, I am very aware of a deep deficit. In fact, I was asking my team the other day, just sharing this, if another pandemic rolled through this month and we all started over, how would you be doing? And people like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Don't ask me that question. <laughs> right? It's traumatizing. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Yes, it's traumatizing. And it shows you how depleted our reserves are. So like, I, mm. you know, I've made good choices. I've, look, I've looked out for my own mental health. I've exercised regularly. I've gotten out in the sunshine. You know, I've done those things that human beings need to do in order to thrive. But yeah, I'm angry. I hate this stuff. I hate humanity being mm-hmm. thrashed. If, if, you, if yeah. you have a heart for human beings, this is a really rough time. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm noticing the people that seem to be doing well are the people that are, are the most checked out. Because <laughs> if you don't care, yeah, about you, yeah. if you don't care about people, right? You you don't care that mm-hmm. you know the death rates going up in South America again and all that. So so oh, I got to stop and say this because what I hear in that is it is painful to care. It is painful yep. to care about yep. anything, people, humanity. Love is costly. I guess I know that, but even just saying that and hearing you say that, it's like, this has nothing to do with gender right now, but I've chosen, I don't know if I chose it. I think that's the essence of who I am, but man, it's so wonderful to be able to care for people well and to be in my life. It's so great to be in my life and connected, but with that comes some of the greatest pain and I don't like that. I don't like that. And when, and when the pain column begins to exceed the joy column, we mm-hmm. pull out. Yeah. It's like abort. Like I'm yeah, not man. doing this. I'm out. Which, you know, actually makes me think about, this is my experience of men in therapy. 
granted for everybody listening i i started working with men when i first started as a therapist as an intern with men i was scared out of my mind because i didn't know how to be a therapist one but like then i was like i wanted to work with women i think they're easier so it's one thing but now um i don't work with them a lot every once in a while i'll 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 get um a referral for a man and my experience in both of those realms is they lean way more generally this is all generalizations they lean way more on the avoidant side if they are in an insecure attachment so there's that part they're better at zipping themselves up but they're the type of client generally who they'll come in zipped up they can talk about their anger i got anger issues my my girlfriend my wife my my boss says that i need to work on this that's i hear that a lot and when you really start tapping in because i give a spiel at the beginning of every session of just so you know this might get worse before it gets better let me know if that happens because let's talk about it before you run away and then you're out in the world opened up with no healthy coping mechanisms. But what will happen is they'll come in and we'll start doing this great work and they'll be really tapped in and maybe they're finally realizing that they have some little T traumas or that this thing wasn't okay. And maybe they cry once and it freaks them out. And then they totally like go radio silent. They'll cancel their session. Oh, I got caught up at work. And then they'll I'll email you when I want to come back. And then when I reach out in two weeks to check in, nothing. Like that's the kind of thing that'll happen. And I think what you that's what you're talking about. It's like therapy's not fun a lot of times. Sometimes it's really fun. Sometimes it's not. But when they get tapped into that, like, oh, the work it's going to take to experience what I want in the future, I have to sit in this dissonance now. I'd rather not. They're gone. Yep. And women can do that too. But I see that a lot in men and i get it i guess what i'm saying is like i get it (laughs) yeah yeah most men will not look at their internal world until the pain of not doing so is greater than the avoidance right yeah so he leaves he checks out he he disappears for six months and and then Mm -hmm. it catches up and it's like Mm -hmm. i can't ignore this anymore my addictions are out of control or my wife laughed or you know i can't Hold the job until the consequences of running become greater for him personally than the consequences of dealing with it. Because then a lot of times at that point, if when when that cycle happens, at that point it's like, okay, they reach back out and they're they're so far into their addiction or whatever it is that they need more care than I can even give them. Right. So then it's like, okay, let's talk about treatment. Or maybe they've had to go to jail or something like that has happened. Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. 
Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. How do we help anybody, but specifically men, not get to that point? Because I also think that has to do with like, especially the experience as a, as a female therapist of like this man coming, this, this strong guy coming in and like crying on my couch with me. He gets freaked out, leaves, and then does whatever he needs to like make sure nobody sees that again until he's too far gone. And then he's needs a higher level of care. But I think that comes from this like stereotype of like, you're not supposed to cry. Like you come in, you talk, you fix your anger, and then you go on with your life. That's a societal thing, I think. So what, what can we do as women or just as a society to help ease that tension so it's okay to have those experiences? It's okay to feel icky and sad because as a female, I feel I don't like it. But if I'm crying in public, I don't have that much shame. Yeah, let's back up. Okay. (laughs) In order to answer that question, we have to get a little bit more of a picture of the masculine journey. So every little boy comes into the world with two fundamental questions. Am I loved? And do I have what it takes? Oh, do I have what it takes is the search of the masculine heart. It's why he wants to ride his bike with no hands. It's why he wants to not just bounce on the trampoline. He wants to do flips on the trampoline. On and on and on it goes. Do I have what it takes? Can I climb the highest tree? Can I do my sled Mm. faster than anybody else does their sled down the hill? It's all the racing and the competition and all that. Do I have what it takes? And he looks to dad to find out the answer to those two questions. Am I loved? And do I have what it takes? And depending on how his relationship with his father went, he learned, he learned, he learned the answer to those things. And usually the answer is no, no, you're not loved and you don't have what it takes. That's what most men are walking around with now inside of them. And so to jump ahead then to your question, how do we help guys? The most powerful thing that we can 
assist a man with is to say, you do have what it takes. You have what it takes to face your inner life. You have Mm -hmm. the courage for this. You have the fortitude for this. You can do this. And because that gives him the perspective and the context and the wherewithal to go into difficult things, like in a counseling setting or in a marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Honey, can we talk is a sentence that most men fear. Honey, can we talk? Especially if Mm -hmm. if she's pissed, right? Honey, Mm -hmm. we need to talk, right? Like, and he's like, yikes. But but if internally he knows, you know what? I have what it takes. Yeah. I have what it takes to love a woman well. I don't need to run. I can hang in here. I can handle this. Even if it's exposing things about me that are really, really unattractive. I, I have what it takes to handle this. You hear yeah. the difference in that? Yeah. And it makes me think about the rise in narcissism that we're looking at too right now. I think it's thrown out too, way too much. I think we now are in this, we call everybody a narcissist who is like mean <laughs> to us, which I don't like. But what I do know about tried and true narcissistic personality disorder is it comes from a childhood wound. Yep. Like it comes from a childhood wound where we learned we didn't have what it takes and so your whole life is a an attempt to hide that and build up your sense of self and it comes out really yucky. People who are diagnosed with that personality disorder, 70% of them are men, which makes sense because I get taught the message because I will say that as a as a girl growing up, I had an experience of I never really felt like the best at anything and I didn't like it and it it caused me some stuff that I had to work through later in life, but I never felt like I can't show up like I never felt like oh if you aren't the best or if you can't do this thing or if you're not whatever then you're not really worthy I didn't feel that wasn't the true Mm -hmm. true true message Mm -hmm. I made some messages out of it but I'm I'm thinking about like do men have as much wiggle room to just be mediocre nope I I feel like I do have that yeah yeah no no because it means you're weak and you don't have what it takes you can't handle (sighs) your life you can't handle the world right? You, you are not a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so healing the father wound is really critical to the masculine journey. When you say, what can we offer men? I, I want to circle back around and say, we offer them hope. We offer them hope that, hey, look, I know it's a mess, but mm-hmm. I know a ton of guys who have walked through this and it gets better. It gets better. And I see you, you have what it takes you will not be conquered by this. You will not be overcome yeah. by this. Like we offer them hope. Which hope is a tricky thing, but I think it's something that it's necessary. Like we've got to have, especially in where we are now, to get through what we're getting through, we have to have. That's why when you said that, asked that question of like, what if we started over? I was like, Ugh! <laughs> that's yeah. that's questioning my hope. But that whole idea is something that like can be tied to both men and women, but yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about the men in my life and the men that I've worked with. And, and it is a little painful because I'm also thinking when you said, I've known men who've walked through this or I've seen this. We also need men who are willing to step up and talk about that. Yeah. Let me offer some good news. Because if, you, okay. if, if you're if you only hearing the cultural news, yeah. the story looks pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And the gender story and the and the man story looks pretty bad. But because of our vantage point, because of kind of where we're situated at Wild at Heart, we're in contact with thousands of men all around the world. And we're in contact with a lot of the men's, quote, movement around the world. Mm -hmm. And gang, there is phenomenal news. 
Like we know so many men who are getting wholehearted, who are mm. loving men, yeah. kind, strong, generous guys, marriages transformed, families rescued. Really, like this is one mm. of the great untold stories of the world right now because it's not making the news, but father-son events, father-daughter events, yeah. men's fellowships, bands of brothers. I'm telling you, there is this global thing going on all around the world of a recovery of authentic masculinity mm -hmm. and fathering and men becoming wholehearted. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to tell you there's good news, folks. Thank you. We I needed to hear that too. <laughs> but when you use the word authentic masculinity, what is that? Can you like define that? Yes. Like what does yeah. that really mean? Because well, when I hear masculinity, I'm like, in my head, I have this picture of this man with like a hammer and like, I don't know, like strong fixing a car or something. So what is authentic masculinity? Ladies listening to this, the best thing you can do is read Wild at Heart. Can't tell you the number mm -hmm. of women who have come to us and said, oh, now I understand mm -hmm. my son. Now I understand yeah. my 13 year old. Now I understand my husband. So I mean, we can try in a podcast, but it, that's a pretty big question. What is authentic yeah, masculinity? Yeah. So I'm a person of faith. I'm coming at this from mm -hmm. a faith perspective. And I would say, mm -hmm. look at Jesus Christ for what is authentic masculinity. Mm -hmm. You will see in him moments of unbelievable strength, unbelievable courage. And in the next moment, incredible tenderness, compassion, and kindness. It's mm -hmm. not either or, right? Jesus is not a lumberjack, but he, he's also not a pansy. Like, mm -hmm. he's a man of profound strength, but he's also a man of um, very in touch with his emotions and, and very aware of the need of people around him. So what is authentic yeah. masculinity? I would say it's this. It is strength on behalf of others. So when the, when the firefighters yeah. ran up the stairs in the World Trade Center on 9-11, when everyone else was running down, that's authentic masculinity. I will lay my life down for you. I have a genuine strength, but I don't use it for narcissism. I use it for your good and on your behalf. That was the best metaphor you think you could have given me, because I think that that is breaking down a lot of my own bias in my head that I'm working through through this conversation. But yeah, I am. I am really strong, but it's not about me. It's not about me. Right. And if, oh my gosh, if we could all take that on, then even circling back to the pandemic, yeah, this is really hard because this is really bumping up against my need to be something and do something and fix something. But when you really dial it back, it's like, well, it's not about me. So this isn't about me making sure you think that I am be able to do something for you. The real sadness and the fear, if you really tap into it for a men and women, but for men is if you're authentic in that is this is really hard because I can't sh use my strength to show up for other people. Exactly. Right. Which it's is, what I'm here I mean, for. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you it's like you took away my fundamental purpose, right? I'm, I'm yeah. here to help, but I can't yeah. help. Since we are circling back, I will say when I was in high school, I was really into young life, which is when you said like camps were shut down and all that, that brought back of like, oh my gosh, think about how many kids can't go to young life camp, which was life. It was life changing for me. And during one of my trips, my leader gave me captivating. And I think I read it maybe three times. 
all of my friends read it. And then the counter to that was, hey, you liked that? Did that help you understand yourself? Okay, now read Wild at Heart. And that was like the next step for everybody. And as a high schooler, it was life changing. But even as I'm sitting here in my 30s, I'm like, I need to reread this book now. So I say that because since there are a lot of women who are, are listening, like, it's so helpful. The I think that the thought was like, well, captivating for women and wild at hearts for men. But it's like, don't we want to know the experience of both? Because we have to live with each other. right? And so with the new ex- expanded version of this, going back full, full circle, because now I'm in my head like, well, I've got to reread it. And now I'm going to read this new, I need all the new information. What is going to be helpful for us in this new journey, whether it's our first time or our second time opening up a book like this? So we did it with both Wild at Heart and Captivating, by the way. We went, oh, you we, did? Yeah, we went back and updated them. We just wanted to make sure that it spoke to the cultural moment because, yeah. you know, cultures used to change generation to generation. Our culture is changing decade by decade. Yeah. Every two years or so. Like it's it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. So we wanted to make sure, you know, for example, there were the issues that parents face with technology and kids and screen time. Mm. Like that wasn't an issue when we first wrote that, but it's an issue now, you know, that mm. the availability of sexual information to young yeah. young girls and young boys now, like that was not as prevalent. And so we wanted to make sure we could speak into the current yeah. cultural moment some of these timeless truths about the healing of the woundedness, you know, how the masculine soul and the feminine soul are strengthened, what you needed in your childhood that you might not have gotten that you can get now, because that's yeah. the message of hope is that you're not stuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we all got dealt a bad hand of cards. Even if you had fabulous parents, the world is very broken. Mm-hmm. And there were disappointments and heartaches and losses and betrayals and all those things that happen in the course of moving from girl to woman and boy to man. And the hope is, and the healing is available. It's yeah. available. It's why you and I do what we do. Yeah. And and you saying that too is, we didn't really talk a lot about this, but with the, um, the technology and the phones and all the whatever, the rise in sex addiction has been insane. And I remember 10 years ago when I started as an intern, I remember being like, what is that? What? We don't, we didn't learn about that in school. Like, what is that? And now it's like, it's so common. It is so, I don't even bat an eye when I have a client that I'm like, oh, here, this is what we're dealing with because we've grown up in this generation where we can have anything at the tip of our fingers. And the other thing is, and this, I have a lot of my own anxiety talking about as a therapist, because I try to come from a place of non-judgment and care and understanding but what we have allowed to be okay in our culture as we are progressing I think a lot of it's awesome and a lot of it's really scary I know personally I think we give too much wiggle room for things that we're doing behaviors being okay I'm thinking about like the Grammys I watched with my friends a couple weeks ago and I like left after like one of the performances because I was like what is this doing on tv because there's like an eight-year-old somewhere watching this and it's fine there's no like nothing is blurred out nothing and it's such inappropriate content and what it makes me think of especially when it comes to the sexual part of it it's taken this thing that is so special and so important in relationships and made it like entertainment and it's sometimes a joke I don't know where I'm going with that 
but I have a lot of feelings about that stuff. And then having to help people rework some of their like stuckness and their journey to become like the person they are created to be. I feel like I have to walk this line of like, don't put your beliefs on them. But also, this is really messed up. Yeah. 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 It's a time of profound human brokenness. Just profound. And, And so for your listeners, I want to say this wholeheartedness is no longer an option. To live Mm -hmm. in a cultural moment like ours, wholeheartedness is your immune system. Literally it is because of your body Mm -hmm. and and the way your body and brain interact and, and your heart. But wholeheartedness, the more whole you are as a woman, as a man, the less opportunity all of the madness has upon Mm -hmm. you. So pursue wholeheartedness. I like that. So we're going to end with that then. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, And one, I'm so grateful for you doing this and, and you're not only just bringing up some feelings, which is good for me as a therapist. I like to be stimulated and I like, I did it last week too. I've had a conversation with somebody and I'm like, oh, now I can't wait to like go talk to my own therapist about this. So I love that. Awesome. Um, So thank you for being here. Thank you for doing what you do. I do want to ask how, if people are listening to this and they're like, this is, I need more, I need more. Where would you like them to buy your book? Where do they find it? Or if they just want to connect to you or yeah. is there ways to do that? Yeah, let me, t- let me give the easiest thing. Wildatheart.org okay. is our okay. website. And you can find on there this beautiful thing called The Captivating Experience. It's six films that take you through a healing journey. It's free. There's something oh, called The Wild okay. at Heart Experience, six films for men. You can watch them together as a couple. You go, you know, if you come to our website, you find these beautiful experiences that that will take you to a greater wholeheartedness. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Catherine. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.